Welcome back to Poets and Lunatics. I am your host, James Pinello, joined with my good friend, Jesse Lee Yarbrough. Yo, what up? We've got a great episode for you this time, folks. It's our Lord of the Rings movies episode, and uh, we join with a great guest who we'll reveal in a few moments. But before we do that, I'd actually like to uh, go over uh, a comment that was left mm-hmm. last week. Uh, Minerva's Owl posted last week that I think really the first genre to master music in film was the horror genre, which really came to maturity in the 80s, especially in regards to music and film. Close quote. Let's uh, review that last week our episode was on John Williams, and we were talking about music uh, scores for that. So. Exactly. Thank you. So, Jesse, what is your just initial impressions on that? Yeah, I just uh, I, I have a hard time comparing two different genres like that. When we have something like Casablanca or... Yeah. Um, yeah, other other things that are are really really well written, and they they amp up the emotional side of a movie so much to the point where you might be drawn to tears, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good take, and uh, I appreciate Minerva Zell making that comment. I would say uh, two things to that as well. Um, first of all, um, I don't think that the horror genre came to fruition in the '80s. I think it came before long. Well, you look at Hitchcock and Bernard Herrmann. And mm-hmm. the teamwork right. that they had. Look at Psycho. Right. The, that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. That, those strings going up and down, and yeah, whenever yeah. the the killer comes in with a knife, and Hitchcock was a master at yeah. using the score uh-huh. to create suspense. I mean, right. he used every single single thing at his at his disposal. Mm-hmm. Same thing that you saw with people like John Ford mm-hmm. or uh, the spaghetti westerns. Mm-hmm. And, uh, th- those westerns used an incredible amount of score. Like, remember when the man with no name would have those close-ups and you just see his eyes and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, just beautiful. So I would say I disagree on both counts. Mm-hmm. Um, check, check out some of those early dramas, like To Kill a Mockingbird, some of those early westerns, um, like, uh, you know, The Man with No Name, all the John Ford films, Grapes of Wrath, and things like that. Check out Hitchcock movies. And then we can talk more about that, because I think the 80s were late. That's right. Yeah, I, I would agree with, completely with that. Great. Well, thanks, Minerva Sal. Let's move on on. We've got our guest, Alex D. How you doing, man? Hello. I'm doing great, guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is awesome. You. Thanks for coming on board. We're, we're excited yeah. to have you. Alex has been uh, acting in quite a few projects recently, and uh, we'd love to get his take here on our Lord of the Rings movies episode. Yeah. Coming from an actor's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's dive right in and talk. Uh, Alex, tell me, what is your favorite Lord of the Rings movie and right. why? It's got to be the first one. Oh, okay. yeah. Why? Um, I could never have um, imagined a world in such, I don't know, detailed uh, imagery as that first one did That for me as a child. And it inspired such imagination. I would go out every day with my friends after school, literally almost every day, um, into like our swamp backyard and conquer a middle world, <laughs> middle, oh. middle earth, middle earth with everybody. And did you have sting or what, what was your sword? Uh, no, I wasn't sting. I, I always, I was always strider. And then oh, okay. yeah, I don't I remember was, his sword. Thing. No, I don't remember his, his either. Sword had a name his sword on. had a name too. And then he reforged the you know, first one, too. Alan Deal. Uh, yeah. Oh, I no, that was his dad. I don't remember. No, Sorry. I don't remember either, but I was just watching it. But, um, and, uh, so, yeah, we would go out every day. And, I mean, the other films I loved, too. I mean, every every film I loved, but it was just the first one was, like, the first dive into just 
complete imagination for me. Um, and I, I always had a really wild imagination, but that movie just like, I don't know, it just fed me. And, uh, yeah, and that's true. That's, yeah. A good, that's a good word for it. <laughs> yeah. And every, every day we'd go out, we had our, we made our sticks, swords, like we'd get like, you know, we had to find the like most straight stick and then, you know, tie it up with bailing twine and make the hilt and everything. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was so much fun. And, um, I just think that the first film for me, uh, it had like such innocence. It such it showed such be- beautiful innocence in the Shire, yeah. and then it slowly decayed away as they go. Got worse, yeah. And, worse and, and then like and and then when you watch the first movie and you go to the third movie, if you like skip the second movie, which you shouldn't, but I'm just saying if you look at it like that way, it's like what <laughs> like it, it just it shows such a, a dichotomy of worlds that um that I don't know that you could just feed on for days with your imagination really mm-hmm. and um really was a big part in why i started acting too but ah. we'll into that later oh, but yeah okay. um yeah, we'll i want to hear more but yeah jesse what, what about you what do you think what is your you know what i would agree that it was my uh that was my first exposure to the visual world of of you know that whole imaginary tolkien world uh, my mom used to read us the hobbit when we were kids and so imagining everything was really cool but then seeing uh, somebody's interpretation of it on screen, um, it was so amazing. And I'm not a film buff. I have a brother who's a film guy. And, you know, he would be really into it. He, we'd watch movies like Lawrence of Arabia and things like that and see this beautiful photography, like the image on, on, on screen was just amazing. But this is probably the first time that I remember going to the movie theaters and seeing something so visually vibrant. Like, the, you know, the first time mm-hmm. when... Frodo and, and the whole team, they walk into um, the the woods where, um, gosh, I can't, um, Lady Galadriel yeah. is, is yeah, uh, yeah. basically housing all of her woodland elves. And I remember seeing that and just being in awe, you know, and I just thought that was so cool. Mm. So in terms of, yeah, yeah was visually uh, and also just, yeah, being, um, having my imagination stimulated so much, uh, it was just so inspiring. So I'd agree with Alex on that count. But then in terms of, if I think of, in terms of the techniques, if I were watching um, from the beginning to the end, that's a really hard call for me because something that I know they did, I know they filmed all the footage for all three movies at the same time, where if you look at something like... Um, something like a 200-day shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. So as opposed to something like Star Wars, where there was three movies and they shot at three different times, each movie you could see maybe a little bit of technique improve or something there's slight, like slight differences in quality between mm. the first second and the third so they all feel so, very similar to yeah so mm-hmm. if yeah. i were to watch all three of these from the beginning to end to me because they were all being made and produced at the same time it would it's a little bit tougher for me to mm-hmm. separate them like that so mm-hmm. honestly I, I have a hard time saying which one is my favorite mm-hmm. um well, well, I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, okay, I would say this. The second one where the Ents just go and level Isengard, oh. freaking awesome. I, I love Another that. Great use yeah. of a score, by the way. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. Oh, totally. That, yeah, that whole theme of yeah, the Ents. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah. my gosh, the last march yeah. of the Ents. So great. <laughs> anyway, so I could say that. Um, but there are so many great things from those films. Uh, anyway, go ahead. You don't okay. have a problem with this because <laughs> you tell. Okay, it's for me. It's it's easy. Well, it's not quite easy, but it's still. I know what my favorite is, and that's the last one. Mm-hmm. I love the last one. I when when Sam is on that hill, and yeah. he goes, 
I can't carry the ring for you, Mr. Frodo, but I can carry you. <laughs> and he, picks, uh, he picks up Frodo. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. my gosh! I was I was like I, I had never cried in a movie before. I think, and when that came out, I mean, I wasn't. I was probably a teenager, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't want to cry there. That's for sure. <laughs> I didn't want to start then, but I I teared up. It was mm-hmm. Sam just was my hero after yeah, that. Yeah, he's such a steadfast friend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A, a perfect example of friendship. Hmm. And uh, so when I saw that, I was I was blown away, and I, I just have been loving that film so much. Now, I can't... I, I gotta say, though, the the scene where uh, in, uh, in um, Helm's Deep... Oh, yes. oh, yeah. Where is the horse and the rider? Uh-huh. Where is the horn that was blowing? Oh my gosh! That that yeah, whole yeah. soliloquy yeah. that he gave was I I couldn't believe that I was watching this film mm-hmm. right now. It blew my mind. I was like, mm-hmm. holy smokes, this is so good. Mm, yeah. And so I, I like that Helm uh, that Helm's Deep battle mm-hmm. is probably. One of the best battle scenes in it, all films. Yeah, that was one of my yeah, yeah. that was my favorite battle scene, right. probably out of the entire series. Yeah. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was so seamlessly done, and there every single shot had a power a power play that you were like, oh, they're not going to help that one. Oh, they just did. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know like, th- that battle scene like two towers, and um, I don't know like, th- that battle scene like two towers is actually the movie I probably watched the most yeah. because of that. Probably it's the same for me. Even though my favorite is the third, yeah. But to enjoy the third, I have to sit down for two and a half hours, right? Yeah. Really to right. get it through. But yeah. I-, I could just watch that last battle scene. From the two hours, and juiced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. When you know, at the end, where they're like, "So much death. What does one do against such reckless hate?" Uh, and yeah. Aragorn's like, "Ride out with me. Yeah. <laughs> Ride out and meet them." And uh, I, I'm getting chills right yeah. now talking about this. Uh, he is, folks. <laughs> no. I mean, and the scene when Gandalf the white appears yeah, on the dude. hill. Yeah, that uh, is just like oh my gosh, kick ass mic drop <laughs> moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. like beautiful, yeah. just beautiful. I will say that yeah. the, the battle uh, in the third uh, mic drop moment for me was when the army of the dead came in and mowed yeah. down the oh, opposition. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was so cool. Oh my gosh, yeah. that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Does uh, oh, what's his name? Does he stand alone? Does uh, Elrond King stand alone, or you know, <laughs> no. where they're talking it because they're about to be killed, all the horsemen, yeah, yeah, all the yeah, Rohan yeah. horsemen, and they yeah, just yeah. jump out. Everyone jumps out, and it's like three guys, <laughs> <laughs> and then the army of the dead sweeps through. Yeah. And it's like, whoa! <laughs> but you know, with the the part you mentioned with Gandalf on top of the hill, mm-hmm. and uh, that's actually taken from history. That there really? there is a battle. Of uh, where Christians are fight the Christian army, I think a Crusader army is fighting um, a Muslim army, mm-hmm. and they're on the top of a hill, and they're they're vastly outnumbered. Uh-huh. And then and they the come wizard over. comes over. <laughs> 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 but no, the sun just peeks out just barely over the hill, wow. and they ride down and they they rout the army. Really? Wow. Yeah. So it's so they, did he intentionally do that or? I was don't that? know. Uh, I mean, we shall wait till the sun is on our backs, <laughs> <laughs> and then very dramatically, we will run down this hill. <laughs> uh, I, I think your question was more to PJ 
intentionally lift yeah, that yeah, from yeah. history. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, I took that completely differently. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. sure, guys, we're in battle, but we got to make this really freaking dramatic. Because <laughs> war is not dramatic enough. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, yeah. I would love to. We got to get some good Crusader films coming, man. Like oh, that, like yeah. After watching Lord of the Rings, like yeah. that's one of the things I remember talking with my buddies. It's like, dude, we gotta, we gotta get some good Crusader films made because this is awesome. This was, kind of stuff. Was Kingdom of Heaven? I well, watched that. Was that a film that I struggled through it. Yeah, <laughs> I struggled through that movie. But no, no offense to Ridley Scott, although that was offensive. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I. It wasn't a good film, yeah, and it wasn't historically accurate no, in any yeah. way. And yeah, less said about it, the better. We're talking about yeah. good films. All right. Um, one thing I want to say about the action sequences in Lord of the Rings is that I think what really hit me as a viewer, because I think today you can find a movie with action sequences in it, and just there's there's so many. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Lord of the Rings was that every action scene, every action, everything that was done in their action sequences had a heart behind it with the character mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. there was something sure. about that like symbolically with their struggle with the relationships they had with each other with between the fellowship and then they were separated everything like you you cared about every moment they were in an action scene mm-hmm. and fighting and i think that today we for like a lot of film and cinema they forget that it's like oh just feed them something feed an explosion mm-hmm. feed them that yeah. and they think that's going to be good enough but i that was it's not, and I. That no. was one of the reasons why I think people loved Lord of the Rings so much. It is everything mattered. Everything. We're personally invested. Yeah. Each character that we yeah, see yeah. living and dying mm-hmm. on right. the screen. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just a flashy, you know. Oh, this is a cool thing to look at. It was you were invested with what was going on inside that beautiful scene, beautifully yeah. structured scene, yeah. um, which I think is, you know, that's the art of film. And action, you know, is getting the audience to connect to that, mm. you know, not just watch, but be part of it. Yeah, to buy in. Yeah. To uh, to make the leap of faith and join the world that you've created and yeah. live with the characters, accept them as friends, mm. and be a part of the struggle. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that was beautiful, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could just ruin it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, buddy. I have a talent for that. <laughs> Talent for ruining good movies too. <laughs> Talk during them. Yes. Okay, well, too <laughs> I'll punch you if you do that. <laughs> but tell me, what's that? What's the favorite uh, character for you, Alex? Ah, uh, favorite character. I mean, I gotta go with Aragorn. Oh, okay. Why? Yeah. Tell me. Just because he's just he's I he he captures I think masculinity in a very that's uh, very true, very strong and gentle way. You know, when you think about the word gentleman, like, I think of Aragorn, but then warrior, I think of Aragorn, mm-hmm. and it's hard to capture that as in a character, I think, mm-hmm. sometimes. He, mm-hmm. he went beyond the archetype for me, um, and really showed me, as a kid, like, wow, that's, that's what courage looks like, you know? <laughs> you know, and put a face to it. So, and just his growth of having to overcome his failings and his, you know, his family's failings, which we all have, um, is, I don't know, I really uh, struck me in having to deal with, like, my own things, you know, having to deal with my own failings, my own insecurities, because he was, 
he had a lot of insecurities, but he always fought through them. He wasn't just like, oh, poor me, I'm, I'm so insecure and have problems with my family history. I'm weak. No, he always kept going. And I think that, I don't know, and today I think there's a lot of inward, spiraling inward stuff, but he was always going out from himself. Yeah. Um, and it's just a character, like, you, you can't stop watching that, you know? No. You can't stop. It was it was gorgeous yeah. to watch that character become become a king. He was yeah. he was an outcast. Yeah. And he was an outcast for a good reason. Yeah. Because he didn't believe that he had the strength to fight the evil that was hmm. in front of him. Right. And so he chose instead of the possibility of falling to this evil, he chose to step away. From yeah. It. Which is what we all do a lot of in times in our life. Instead of instead of actually going out there. Sometimes and, it is prudent. But yeah. Right. This man was called right. to, be, to be king. Right. Yeah, and yeah. he did. He became the king. Yeah, yeah. Which was awesome. I love that character. How about yeah. you, Jesse Lee? What do you think? Uh, this is a tough one for me because there's a part of me that can relate to so many of those characters. Um, in terms of just pure virtue, um, I do. I agree Aragorn is a really great rep- representative of that, but I would have to go with Sam because hmm. um, he's just the most steadfast of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's other things that I would take into account. Like if you're talking pure action, dude, the elf and the dwarf. I like Legolas. their bands. Oh, yeah, their bands are back and forth. Legolas has some pretty kick-ass moves in those movies. Oh. And then, yeah. uh, to me, like the most badass person probably in the whole film is Gandalf. You know, mm, he's yeah. just. He seems like he. Wizard is never late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's just. He seems like he. He's seen beyond the veil, and he's. He knows. Oh, he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just has some really great moments in those, and uh, he always has perfect timing. And I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a percussionist, so I'm a drummer. I like people with perfect timing. Um, so yeah, I. But if I had to narrow it down, if I had to narrow it down, it'd probably be Sam's is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, mm. I, I, I agree with you. Um, I went through a, kind of a change here, a metamorphosis here with this one. When I first watched it, well, okay, I had read the books, and from the books, my, for some reason, I don't quite remember why, but the first time I read the books, I my favorite was Legolas. Mm-hmm. I really thought he was a cool dude. And then I watched the, the movies, and I'm like, holy smokes, this guy is awesome. <laughs> you know, he's super dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> he's killing all the fun. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Just, he's so cool. So I, I really like Legolas. And then... I remember my dad would always be like, oh, that pointy-eared blonde kid <laughs> doing all this sort of stuff. And I was like, no, he's awesome. He's cool. Dad, come on. And uh, I remember, though, my godmother, when she was talking, she was like, oh, I tell you, that Sam, I just find so much in common with that Sam. And I was like, wait a minute. He's a hero. What are you saying? Are you saying that you're a hero? And she, she was like, no, she's this mild-mannered. I, I'm so blessed to have this godmother. She's this mild-mannered woman that kind of cries all the time. And what she was what she was saying is that look, Sam is always out there crying, but he still gets up and keeps on going. And she connected <laughs> with Sam on that degree. Like he you know, he wore his heart on his sleeve, literally. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I've come to at the end. Like I mean, I'm not saying that I'm crying all the time, but you know, life is not the easiest thing to get through and there's <laughs> been days where, you know, I really would have appreciated if I could have cried. I mean, especially being an artist, you know, yeah. it's like sometimes your heart gets, I mean, your heart gets broken a lot of the time. Yeah. And Sam just kept on going. And I love the type of friend, we mentioned the type of friend that he was, taking his, his buddy on his shoulder and carrying him up Mount Doom. Um, and the connection that I have with someone who 
just keeps on getting his heart broken, but keeps on going. It's just like, oh, I want to be like that. And so mm-hmm. Sam is my favorite. I love that guy. Yeah. And, you know, the actor did a great job. Sean, yeah. Sean Astin, mm-hmm. he was he did. amazing. Yeah. I, I, I have to give him props. But you mentioned some of the symbolism that uh, mm-hmm. you found in this movie. Um, what, what in particular did you mention, Alex, about symbolism? Mm, what was I mentioning? Let me see if I remember here. Uh, shoot, what was the thought? I can't even remember now. Um, I don't remember either, but the symbolism yeah. is an interesting thing because uh, there's a lot hidden in this movie. And mm-hmm. the thing that is in, very interesting about it is people of different faiths can implemented different ways people yeah. have different yeah. philosophical tendencies and ideologies yeah, yeah. can influence just so it's so subtle mm-hmm. that you can really you know different people connect to it in different ways which mm-hmm. can be good or bad yeah. yeah but at the same time i think you can draw a pretty clear yeah uh interpretation from it yeah uh, in the end it's it's a very faithful uh, reproduction of Tolkien's work mm-hmm. from the books, mm-hmm. and Tolkien obviously was a man of faith, mm-hmm. and it translated into what he created. Right? Yeah. He was very well formed, and that formation helped him create worlds and tell stories that showed that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the symbolism that you see in the movies is something that you is is very much a kind of a Judeo Judeo Christian symbolism, you right? Know, right. Yeah. yeah. Way bread. Yeah. Um, uh, symbolism of the Eucharist, right? Yeah, or you know how uh, a Lady Galadriel is mm-hmm. very much, you know, very much For an Mary, image of our mother, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the mother of Christ, and the same thing you can see a lot of the ways mm-hmm. with Eowyn. Remember yeah. when she pull when she she's like she pulls up uh, was is it Pippin? Pippin out of the oh. uh, it was either Pippin or Mary. She pulls Eowyn up on the horse and she and she says and he goes my lady, and she's like I'll watch out. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Is, she, he even says it, my lady. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I love that. Any There's, other symbolism you catch? Well, the, the, the obvious ones to me are like the the ring being sort of a, a symbol for sin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Needing to be vanquished. And then the, the character Frodo representing sort of the um, a version of Christ that is sacrificial. Mm-hmm. Um, Aragorn representing a, a version of Christ that is more kingly, yeah. and uh, yeah. um, uh, the wizard can't remember again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your favorite, wizard. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. But Gandalf having the the image of a sort of priestly character. So mm-hmm. um, that to me, but the most obvious one is probably the ring being a symbol of sin. That's, yeah. Um, yeah. Ah, you know the the ring is an is an interesting thing because it seems like it's almost something that you could use for good. Yeah, well, oh, that's yeah, what yeah. that's what always comes up because everybody thinks they can use it for yeah. good, right. and it never works. But it must it, be destroyed. Yeah, the only right. good thing that can be done with it is, is to destroy, destroy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it's interesting how, I, and I'd love to dive into that more maybe on future ones when we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's 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 such a tricky thing. It's a, mm-hmm. a problem of evil that people come up with a lot of the time. Where does absolute power corrupt absolutely, or does power corrupt at all? Is there actually right. good levels of power? Do you have to have checks and balances? Right. It brings up a lot of good philosophical points mm-hmm. right. that really you can discuss. That's good. That's good film. That's good art. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, 
Um, question. Well, we let's we gotta have future episodes about that. Oh yeah, let's absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, best Alex, yes. you're you're the uh, actor in this room. I am. Tell me, what's the best act? Who gets the Oscar for best actor? If you just look at those three movies. Best actor. If I just look at three movies. Um. Hmm. It's gotta be. It's gotta be Ian McKellen. Why? <laughs> because. Uh, the way he captured. I think you didn't need to look at him and see him do something fantastic or a special effect is know that he was powerful to know that he had yeah. something yeah, to know yeah, that yeah. he was supernatural. That's true. You didn't That's need true. to know that. And even if he was, didn't have the, the hat and his little, you know, staff, mm-hmm. um, you knew just by the way he embodied Gandalf. And I think as an actor, the hardest thing is to not have, the hardest thing that you can do that I find for myself is to simply be and not need the line, not need the action to capture the character. Um, when the camera's on you and you don't have the line and you don't have an action that you're doing, although the action that you're doing is being, mm-hmm. that is acting. And he did it. Um, and he did it in a very difficult way, being such a fantastic man of supernatural power um and did it simply you know didn't need to be a voice for his uh i don't know big voice and listen to me roar he had great control of his voice he did when he when he used it it was like whoa (laughs) (laughs) yes um so that was that's what i would say is why he why he would have to deserve it because i think he had the hardest uh job and i think he pulled it off beautifully yeah. What's one scene in particular that embodies that? Uh, you shall not pass. Oh, <laughs> you know, when he's facing down the Balrog. Yeah. I remember when I first saw that. Yeah. I mean, everyone that first sees that that scene, uh, their mouth always is like, yeah. yeah, dropping because it's 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 awe-inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. You shall yeah. not and, and coming back to the symbolism of him being like, you know, this you know, this version of a priest or a God figure is such a beautiful thing to have. Like, you know, this vision of God standing there saying, you shall not pass. You shall not kill or take, you know, mm-hmm. the people I love and who I'm going to give my life for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, that scene, you just can't forget it when you see it. You can't, you can't forget him <laughs> standing on that bridge and that freaking whip coming back and catching uh, him. I remember going, oh, no. I was like, no. Yeah, everybody, everybody in the theater, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's that communal like gasp, but you're yeah. like, no, not that guy, no. Everybody's yeah. feeling the same thing. You, you, know? you know what pissed me off about that? Uh, what? Is that? When they had the trailer for the second movie, they showed Gandalf the White. Yeah. Did they? I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? They just ruined it for me. I mean, yeah. not really, because I still I went. I watched, <laughs> you I watched the movie it. many times <laughs> over, but it would have nice been better. Right? I knew he was going to come back. Yeah, like, I, I was like, kinda, there's no... Yeah. Peter Jackson is not that much of a person who enjoys... I don't think he's the type of director who enjoys that yeah. dissonant of of a, of a like something happening in a movie to not resolve it some way. Mm. Yeah, um, and I think... I think there are a few different trailer versions, and I think that may have been one of the later versions of the trailers that were like, okay, people, get to the freaking movies yeah, so you can yeah, see yeah. Gandalf again. Okay. But um, I don't know, maybe. Because yeah. I, I watched the trailers, like, when that second 
Two yeah. Towers trailer came out. I watched it like <laughs> ten times a day. <laughs> so mad. Yeah. I don't think I watched any of the trailers before I saw the movie. Oh my gosh. I, I couldn't I, help myself. I couldn't. Yeah. I was like, I have to watch because it was like literally the only thing I had of Lord of the Rings. Like I had to like see what yeah, happened. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I feel you. Yeah, and the trailers are beautiful. So. Yeah. I, I I probably have to agree with Ian McKellen. Sir Ian McKellen is yes, Sir good, Ian McKellen. A good choice for best actor although mm. i'd like to give honorable mention to uh christopher lee as saruman oh that, uh, yeah, yeah, he was awesome yeah he was and you know he called it he was a little boy mm-hmm. and he was in love with lord of the rings and he went to J.R. Tolkien because they both he grew up in England and the rest yeah, yeah. Of far. and uh tolkien was uh teaching uh i think it was oxford at the time and uh he goes and he finds tolkien and he's like when i grow up i'm gonna be an actor and I'm going to be in the Lord of the Rings movies. Wow. And, wow. And, and I'm going to play Gandalf. Because he's, <laughs> he's a good guy. <laughs> hey, two out of three ain't bad. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I love, and he's, it's a long, I mean, God rest his soul. What a wonderful long career he had. And mm, great, yeah. I think a great culmination is in a film like that. He, he acted afterwards, but mm-hmm. I mean, great, great Character to yeah. capture yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. But it was such a great cast all the way around. All the way. Sean Astin, Elijah yeah. Wood, mm-hmm. um, Orlando Bloom, yeah. John Reese Davies. Oh, yeah. He was. I, I, I. He might be a close for me as as best actor. I, I thought John Reese Davies. That's uh. That's uh. Gimli. Gimli. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, he, no, he's he great. He did an amazing job, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. was a hard thing to do. He was on his knees the whole time. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah, it's not hard to. That's hard to do. Yeah. No, that's that's pretty. So physically I mean, I think I, John. He John was. He's an amazing. And I've always heard good things about people that worked with him. Like they really, mm-hmm. really speak highly as as the, his that's actor cool. as a craft and as a, as just a good castmate. Yeah. So cool. yeah, he seems like a good fellow. Hopefully, yeah. we get to work with him someday. Can I give yeah. an honorable mention to the guy who played Faramir? Go for it. That's okay, that, tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is an honorable mention to the guy yeah. who played Farmy. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Do you remember? I just, like, to me, um, I can relate to him as like a little brother. and I, I just felt like the hurt that you see in him between his family members and, and uh, it was just like between him and his dad. It was just, you could see the tension inside of him. And he was, you know, he wanted to be loved as a son so bad. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. he, you know, I, I just thought he did a great job of acting that role, and then when oh, he kind of beautiful. when he kind of let that go, you saw a piece about him, which mm. is great, you know. Mm. Um, so I, I just I he it's not he's yeah. definitely not one of the main main characters, but his role kind of stood out to me a little bit in that sense. He was so. he was gorgeous. I need to look up his name here pretty soon, mm-hmm. but yeah, that he was a yeah. perfect perfect performance of mm-hmm. Um And some of those scenes that that really capture, I think his best work was probably cut from the the main film. Like they had a couple of scenes. Yeah. Where mm. uh, in the extended, not that I'm saying you should watch the extended because I actually think they're weaker films mm. if you haven't seen the extended. But mm. uh, and the folks listening at home, but oh, I am a nerd, so I have seen them. <laughs> I really love uh, those scenes that were cut from the second movie where he's interacting with his brother. Uh, yeah. Brother. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah. Definitely. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. scenes, um, mm-hmm. and uh, really flesh out his character and the hurt and longing that he was experiencing mm-hmm. after the loss of his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely. So great work. Um, okay, so question for you, Alex. What mm-hmm. impact did these movies have on you? Like, what, did they have any impact for becoming making you an actor? 
Yeah, yeah, they definitely did. Um, again, it just it comes back to as an actor, you know, you got to always keep that imagination going. And that movie, whenever you watch it, I mean, every time I watch it again, I'm like, oh man, it's like, you know, imagine that. <laughs> um, and as a kid, I always watched. It was actually one of the rare times I actually enjoyed watching the behind the scenes things. Because oh, I actually, I love those. That was uh, yeah. my first film school. Oh really? Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, you know watching, watching all that. those things. Yeah, and it was the first time I actually got into that, and I didn't mind because it was amazing how they created this world, um, and all the people that were, were a part of it. Um, so it really made me, as a child, appreciate the art of movie making, mm-hmm. and that it's not just this two-hour-long thing that you're going to go sit down and watch. It's yeah. it's blood, sweat, and tears of hundreds of and of people and days and years in this case for Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and all the time it took to get to those points for those actors. Um, so that was to me, like just thinking about that today as an actor struggling and fighting for every role that to me is beautiful that these actors got to that point and got to play these amazing characters. But as a kid watching these movies, as a kid, I always said, I, I never know, knew why I always said this, but if anybody ever asked me what I wanted to be, I'd always say actor. Um, didn't really know why. But then after I watched Lord of the Rings, I knew why I wanted to be an actor. It was to do that. You know, to tell uh, stories awesome. that really are are just, you know, worlds away that people can go to and make sense of their lives in different ways they didn't know that it was possible. Mm-hmm. Um and to see good, you know, to see good people struggle over yeah. uh, just impossible situations yeah. that they keep going through. Like Sam says, there's still good in this world. Yeah. And it's <laughs> worth fighting yes. for. Yes, yes. <laughs> like that, uh, just the, uh, the themes alone in Lord of the Rings, like, you know, if, if you have a creative bone in your body, you, you just can't help not to want to know more. And like, oh, man, if I could ever do that, what would I like? You know, it'd be so much fun. Um, so that was, you know, one of the major things. And as I said, as a kid, like, you know, it really inspired me just, you know, just to go out and make these worlds around me um, with whoever wanted to. Like, let's go around and play with the Lord of the Rings, guys. And, you know, as an actor today, like, that's pretty much what you do. You just have to do it in a different focused way. Um, and so I don't know, it really, it just struck me as a kid. Like I remember counting down the, like the, the months after like the movie came out, like, Oh man, next December, it's Uh, so far away. You know, I remember that. Uh, so, and yeah, I, after that movie, I knew I wanted to do acting, uh, just, just to be able to play those type of characters, you know, these are so powerful and they make you, they make you as a viewer want to, they inspire you. Mm-hmm. They inspire you in your day to day lives to be not just, um, not just to be ordinary, but to want to be your best. Yeah. And that I think is something as acting is what I always wanted to do is like, how can I make this character like, you know, want to be their best? Yeah. And have others want to do the same. Um, sometimes, you know, you get depressing characters, but even in those characters, they still want to be their best. Um, so it really inspired me to, you know, give it a chance. And you're not alone. Uh, yeah. There's, uh, I think, a whole generation of filmmakers that were inspired by this, these three movies. Mm. Uh, I don't know Peter Jackson personally, but 
God bless Peter Jackson for mm-hmm. what he's done. I mean, the, these three movies, uh, I think the best dreamers that I ran into in film school were the ones that were like, I saw The Lord of the Rings, and I was like, I need to do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, so Why are you here? I saw The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the most brilliant, the best filmmakers that I worked with would say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I was just inspired. It was just amazing. Yeah. A whole generation of filmmakers rose up, I think, in a lot, a, a big reason, because something like this happens. And I think mm-hmm. the same thing could be said of stuff like Star Wars, mm-hmm. people like that, mm-hmm. you know, that generation that came from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing how, you know, there's ebb and flow of inspiration, and each generation has its seminal moment. Yeah. And I think Lord of the Rings is a big seminal moment for the filmmakers of this generation that mm-hmm. are just coming in. And... Yeah, I hope one day we can both do, we can all do something like that. Oh, no, man, I totally... But you just did something similar. I did something similar. Tell me about uh, South of Etham. Yes, south of Etham. Etham. <laughs> no, it's okay. It was funny. The guy that was doing, um, I don't know what it's called, but like the clapper. Yeah. Um, every time, you're like, all right, south of Etham, <laughs> south of Etham, south of Etham. Uh, scene two, take five. Every time he had to correct himself. It's like, it's freaking Etham, man. He's like, I got it. I got it this time. <laughs> no, no, but yeah. Poor second <laughs> No, he was a great guy. But it was, uh, yeah, so I just got done with this project. Super fun. It was a period piece fantasy drama. Uh, very along the lines of I felt like I was on the set of Lord of the Rings um, in the desert for five days. And, gosh, it was just, it was a mini heaven for me. You know, I got to play this character who was uh, marauded from, well, actually, no, he basically uh, rebelled against his kingdom, against mm-hmm. the empire that was uh, enslaving all the other kingdoms, and uh, then gets caught by these nomads and scavengers of the competing kingdoms, and they want to sell him back for money so that they can get by and also seek revenge on him for being a northerner. Uh, oh, yeah, there's northerners. Oh. They're bad. Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Yankees. <laughs> But, um, I'm, I'm from the south. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so as an actor, I mean, be, every day was so hard. I mean, you're in the El Mirage Desert, which is in the middle of nowhere, in uh, about two hours north of California. I mean, north of California, north of LA, and everything that can go wrong in a set like that basically did. Um, but you know, we made it through, and the director was like, you know what? this is going to be worth it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, totally. it's like, I feel like, you know, God gives us struggles that way. We know how much it's going to be worth it in the end. And this is what it is. Yeah. Like we have to struggle crazy. through this, That's you know, awesome. um, how do we find out more about this project? I know so it's in post now. it is in post. Uh, it'll be in post for a while, probably till January, but, uh, you can look up the hashtag S O E movie on Instagram. And there'll be a lot of photos that are from the set. That'll be, uh, should be hashtagged. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at Alex J, the letter J, then D E E. Uh, and I have a lot of photos there as well as some behind the scenes, little clips. So it's follow him folks. Yeah. Alex J D. And, uh, yeah. So hopefully by January, we'll have a little trailer that will be posted as well. We're going to be doing some, social media marketing that will be st- definitely stay tuned because there'll be a lot that comes for this project for sure awesome. yeah 
Well, Alex, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Guys, yeah. thank you so much for having me. This is like so Absolutely. much fun. Be with the poets and lunatics here. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You're officially a lunatic. You're, yes. You've been, yeah, yeah. You've, you've been, been sorted. Been, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your, your button will be in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. I'm in the club now. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we'll have to have you again sometime, all right? Oh, totally. Please do. Great. All Thanks, right. Alex. Um, Jesse? It was fun, man. Yeah, absolutely. What's, was... the, what's going on with Jesse Lee the Drummer? Any updates on your oh, YouTube man. page? Yeah, you know, um, I've been just doing a few brush videos here and there. I just did one today. I'm going to release a video tomorrow on some more polyrhythms. And, uh, yeah, just continuing the drum lesson thing and um, playing gigs out and everything. So, yeah, just trying to make that content. There you go. So, we'll, we'll have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, if, if people are listening, yeah, you should go to YouTube. Uh, Jesse Lee, the drummer, is my YouTube channel. So check it out. See if you like it. Uh, if you're not a drummer, it might be confusing. But, you know, maybe you'll get something out of my personality or something. Sparkling. Sparkling. Yeah, probably don't, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Anyway, anybody, actually, don't go there if you're not a drummer. Just uh, anybody would get something out of your personality, Jesse. Yeah. Don't worry. And I'm, I'm so, Aw, thanks, James. You're such a panderer. Um, <laughs> Ruining it again. <laughs> the, um... Yeah, and it, I'm, I'm also trying to start using Instagram and uh, Twitter. So, yeah, JL Kickboom is my username mm. on those. Good stuff. So, mm. Thanks. Yeah. So, check it out, y'all. All right. Well, Jesse, it was fun. I'm James Bonino, your host. And I'm Jesse Lee Yarbrough, your other host. Co host. Co host. <laughs> <laughs>